Think for a moment about who you enjoy spending time with. Who you enjoy spending time with. The people whose company you like being in. Those who, and being in their company is not a chore. You you know those people where actually being with them is is something you you know you have to do, but but you don't really want to do. You you know those kind of people, those, those, those times spending time with people, which just isn't easy. Think about those who it's great to be together with. And, and so great that even if life is hard, even if the topic of conversation might be deep and heavy and personal and, and full of tears, yet being with them is a true joy. There's no distance between you, no barrier between you. There's no awkwardness. Do you have people like that? Can you think of those people in your life who you would say, it's always a joy being with them. No matter what's going on in life, it's always great. And I guess those are the kind of people that you might not see for 20 years. And then suddenly circumstances bring you back together and it's almost as if no time has passed. But you carry on the conversation from where you left off. I guess we all have those kind of people in our lives. Hopefully, for some of you, it's the person sitting next to you. But here's a question I want us to think about. Would that describe your experience with God? Would that describe your experience with God? Do you enjoy being with him? I think one indicator of whether we enjoy being with God will be our prayer life. Our prayer life. Because how can you enjoy being with someone and not enjoy talking to them? People who enjoy God, enjoy hearing from him, as we thought about yesterday, but they also enjoy speaking to him. They they read his word because they want to hear God speak to them, to make himself known to them, what what he's interested in, they're shaping us for our good. A bit like Mary, when she sat at the feet of Jesus, wanting to, to hear from him. But they also enjoy speaking to him. I gave those verses yesterday from the Psalms, that that language of enjoyment of God that came through from the voice of a psalmist. I delight to do your will. I long for you, God. I I thirst for God, the living God. God, you are my greatest joy. God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. My body faints for you. All of those words of a psalmist are in the context of prayer. Here is someone who is enjoying God and enjoying God and expressing his enjoyment. In prayer. Enjoying prayer. I don't know what you think of that phrase in itself. Enjoying prayer. Is that, is that something that you do? Enjoying prayer. I, I don't think it, it means suddenly that if, if you enjoy God, you're automatically going to enjoy prayer. And no truer words were spoken by Don Carson when he says, I doubt if there are there is any Christian who has not sometimes found it difficult to pray. Doubt there is any Christian who is at some time not found, found it difficult to pray. And there's lots of reasons why we don't enjoy prayer. It could be that we actually don't enjoy God. That's, that's a possibility. But even if we do enjoy God, I reckon there are times when we find it hard to spend time with him. It could be because the problem is just what we say when we pray. Someone said the problem is saying the same words about the same things. Our prayers get very repetitive. 
And if we go almost get to the stage where we know that each day when we come to pray, we're going to say the same thing about the same things. And after time, we just get tired of doing it. Problem might be with us. We find the silence, the slowness, actually stopping to pray hard. Because we know that in our, our hearts there is this, this sense of hurry, this sense of impatience of, of there's so much to be doing and that sitting down praying feels like we're not getting on with stuff. Everything seem, can seem so necessary, so important as soon as we get down to pray. Maybe sometimes it's because we've prayed and prayed and prayed and there seems to be no answer coming. And we wonder, is it any point in doing this? Or there's, I think, in this world, this distraction by entertainment. This, this idea that we've got, there's so much that we can be doing and, and we think, oh, I know I need to pray, but I'll, I'll get round to it. And we never do. Problem might be a words we say, problem might be within us. The problem is also the enemy. There is a continuing opposition we face of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And remember that the devil will do all in his power to distract and discourage us from prayer. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. What one thing that the devil doesn't want us to do is to enjoy God. In fact, he will do whatever he can to stop us from enjoying God. And one of the ways in which he will do that is by hindering at every opportunity our prayer life. Because what is one of the purposes of prayer? Is to encourage our joy in God. I only noticed it this week, these words from, from Jesus to his disciples. In John 16, verse 24, he says, Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be complete. We have this connection here of asking in the name of the Lord Jesus in prayer. And our joy being complete. There is this connection between our joy and our prayer life. We could go back to that verse I mentioned yesterday, Psalm, 70, Psalm 37 verse 4. Take delight in the Lord or delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. We, we have that wonderful connection. As we delight in God, he gives us our heart's desire. And what are our heart's desires? Well, they are the things that, that bring delight to, to God. Because we're enjoying God, we enjoy the things that God enjoys. And, and, and we want to find out more of what they are as we come to his word in prayer, as, in, as to read it. But also, that's going to shape our prayers. Because if our delight is in the things that God delights in, well, what are the things we're going to be asking for? What is the things that God wants? That is what our heart's desire becomes. It's what we find in his word. And in turn, that will increase our delight in God. So how can we enjoy God in prayer so that prayer leads to an enjoyment of God? That's what I want us to spend a few moments thinking about. And again, this isn't about a form of prayer. This isn't about um, whether it be scripted or spontaneous prayers. That's not saying one is better than, than the other. Not that one is more joyful than the other. You, you may have a preference. You may find scripted prayers more helpful. Some of you may find more spontaneous prayers more helpful. But both can lead to joy. Just think about the, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. 
We have it given in two accounts of the, of the Gospels, Matthew and Luke. But the introduction to each of them is slightly different. When, when, when in, the, in Matthew's version, Jesus says, pray like this. Talking about the Lord's Prayer as being a model. Not necessarily words we have to pray, but it gives a, a shape to our prayers. But then we come to Luke's version, and we read Jesus saying, when you pray, say. The Lord's Prayer is both a model and a prayer to pray. It's both a script and also something to lead to spontaneity. You can have joy praying in both those means. It's also not to not deny that a structure of discipline isn't, might not be, isn't needed as well. I've, I've, for myself, I put together a 20-day um, cycle of, of daily prayers. And, and one of the reasons for doing that was to try and give variety to my prayers, but also to help have a habit of a dis- discipline, because I knew that I needed that, to, to, otherwise it wouldn't automatically happen. But if you follow a, a pattern or, or you've got a structure to your prayers, that, again, won't automatically lead to joy. It won't automatically make prayer a delight. You may find it helpful, but it may not do in what you want it to do unless you've got the right attitude to it. You can enjoy God in prayer with a discipline, but also without a discipline. But there are plenty of things I guess you enjoy, but you don't have to discipline yourselves to do it. I enjoy ice cream and I don't need to, to discipline myself to eat it. I, I don't have in my diary, um, on Monday, buy ice cream and eat it. Um, and on Tuesday, maybe take a day off. And Wednesday, <laughs> buy ice cream. And Thursday, double the amount because you missed a day earlier. And on Saturday, buy two lots because Sunday is a Sabbath. And no, it's, it's not, not, not like that. I, I will spontaneously buy ice cream because I delight in it. And it might be for you with prayer. You so delight in praying, but you don't need to because you, you're just naturally doing it. When, when you read Paul's words, pray continually, you think, oh, of course, I, I do that naturally. But others of you may think, well, to do that, I do need some in place. But I want to suggest, suggest again that it's how we approach prayer, just like how we approach God's word as we thought about yesterday, is what will lead to our enjoyment of God in it as we pray by not rushing in as we come to pray we slow down we stop and we consider what it is we're about to do we consider what we're told in that verse from Ephesians 2 Ephesians 2 verse 18 let me read it again for through him we both have access in one spirit to the father Just that one word, access. It's an incredible word. You have access. I have access. You can come to the Father in prayer. I can come to the Father in prayer. We we can do this. We can pray our Father in heaven. Just like Jesus did. Just like Jesus had access to God in prayer. So we have this access. And we're told told of two reasons why that is the case. We have access through the Son. We have access through the Son. Through him we have access to the Father. Access to the Father like Jesus did. Through Jesus. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, became a human son so that we can become children of God who can pray our Father. Jesus came to make us children who can pray our Father. 
Through his death and resurrection, he has made a way for sinful people like you and I. Not only to be forgiven of our sins, not only to have that great hope of eternal life, not only to have all the other blessings and benefits that, that flow from the cross. But also so that we can pray to him, our Father. Jesus has made us children of God who can pray our Father. We can act as children by drawing near to God in prayer. And this is astonishing. I think we need to grasp the wonder of this. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray and he says, say our Father, that would have been revolutionary for them. That would have been an astonishing thing that he was telling them to do. We, we often miss the shock, the magnitude of this because we're so used to praying our Father. But for them, what would their prayers have been like beforehand? They may have approached God as their king, as their sovereign Lord, as their creator, as their God. But they would never, up until that point, have come to God and said, our Father. They would have never dared to do that. And yet now, Jesus says, pray Abba. That word that Jewish children would have used for their father, an intimate term, one of full, full of affection. And they were to do this, knowing that as they approached God and said those words, our father, by that intimate term, they did to do so knowing that they were loved and as pleasing to God as Jesus was. You have access through the Son, so that you can call God your Father. We also have access in the Spirit. We have access in one Spirit to the Father. And instinctively, if we're trusting in, in Christ, we know that God is our Father. I, I think it plays out like this. When we pray, how do we start our prayers? Nine times out of ten. Probably we begin, Father, or our Father. Or, or, or Heavenly Father. And, and we're not weirded out by doing that. It's, it's quite a strange thing to do, to begin prayer, our Father. And where is, But actually, we, we instinctively know that we are praying to a God who is our Father. We were praying to, our, to, to a God where we can talk to him in these intimate, personal terms. And we do so not only because Jesus tells us to, but because of the Spirit's work in us. Paul writes in Galatians, Four, verse 6, and because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. But the work of the spirit is to enable us to feel that confidence, that intimacy of being God's children. When we pray as children, we don't have that, that hesitation that we might do if we're adults. Wesley, when he wants my attention, he doesn't um, knock on the door where I'm working and, and say, Dad, it's Wesley, can, can I come in now? I'd, I've got some things I'd, I'd like to talk to you about. No, he, he'll come up, he'll rip open the shed door um, and he'll burst in and he'll just start blurting out whatever it is. He, he, he won't care if I'm on a Zoom call. He won't care if I'm trying to prepare a sermon. He, he, won't, he won't care what I'm doing. He, he will just think that I'm, his words are the most important words in the world and that I should listen. Well, we have that kind of intimacy with God. And we, and we do that naturally, don't we? We find ourselves in trouble. 
We find ourselves confused and, and wondering what to do. And, and we may just shout, shout out our prayer, Father, just tell me what to do. Oh, Father, why are you doing this to me? If, I, I don't know what to do. We blurt it out. We burst in. And we can do that because of the Spirit's work in us, assuring us that we are God's children. Tim Keller memorably put it like this. The only person who dares wake up a king at 3 a.m. to ask for a glass of water is a child. His child. And we have that kind of access. You have access. The Spirit gives us, gives us this sense that we are God's children. And, and that God hears us. He assures us that God is our Father in heaven. But he hears us and delights us to give good things to his children. We can ask, we can seek, we can, we can knock and, and know that God is our Father. And he's better than any earthly father here. You have access through the Son and in the Spirit. Now, if you know this to be true, because of what Christ has done for you. And you feel like this is true because of a spirit's work in you. And, and this feeling just comes through through our natural behaviour. Then surely we should act like it is true. To enjoy talking to God. And, well, we're back where we began, right at the start. Who do you enjoy spending time with? Who do you enjoy talking to? Is it God? In the same way that you might talk to your best friend, your husband or wife, your parent, someone that you've known a long time. There's a reason we don't enjoy God more. And we don't enjoy prayer more. Because we don't actually slow down and stop and actually consider this when we come to prayer. That we have access. You and I have access to the Father through the Son in the Spirit. We can talk to him. We, and we can talk to him in such a way that we know that he hears us. That he delights to answer us in the same way he did his Son. There must have been something about the prayer life of the Lord Jesus. That prompted the disciples to ask him, teach us to pray, Lord. Maybe as they witnessed but the Lord Jesus praying, they, they, they saw that intimacy that they had never seen anyone pray with before. That closeness, that connection with God. Maybe they saw but the passion, the energy, just the freedom at which the Lord Jesus prayed to his heavenly Father. Well, you can have that. You can have that when you pray privately. You can have that when you pray together with your church. I wonder what difference would it make to our enjoyment of God when we pray if before we actually came to pray both privately and together we just took a minute and stopped and thought I have access to God as my Father through the Son in the Spirit and he wants to hear me. He's actually interested in what I have to say. He enjoys hearing me and he delights to answer. Would that increase your enjoyment of God? Just reflecting on that for a moment. Would it actually maybe change the way you thought about your prayer? Not something that you just had to have to do. 
or a duty to tick off or, or something that I, I know that has to happen at a, a Christian meeting because we're Christians. It's what we do. But actually something that we can enjoy doing together. When we are led in prayer, we can fully engage. We think, wow, we've got this access to be able to pray these prayers to God as our Father. When we have our own cares and concerns, we can bring them to God, knowing that he wants to hear us. He invites us to come to him in this way. Through him, through the Lord Jesus, we have access in the Spirit to the Father. We can call him our Father in heaven. What a privilege we have. What what a privilege that we get to enjoy. Let's pray that we would have that enjoyment with God that we might have with a close friend or family member. Let's pray.